Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Laura Schwery. Laura is a real estate expert and brings with her over 35 years of experience in the real estate industry in Montreal and Dubai. She has been a leading figure in the Dubai property market for over 27 years and has been selected as a contributor for valuable feedback to the World Bank on ease of doing business, including registering property in Dubai. She's also the founder of Shireri Real Estate, and their diversification extends to luxury investments, residential, commercial, and off-plan projects. And in addition, in 2017, she launched Relopedia, building an alliance with Souk.com and Dubai Properties for the first of its kind strategic agreement for the region's real estate. During this episode, we discuss how the real estate market has evolved in the UAE, we talk about how COVID has impacted real estate and what the future looks like. And she shares with us some amazing advice regarding whether you should buy or rent, invest in a villa or an apartment, and much more. And the last message she wanted to share is if you have a burning desire to do something, just go for it, because if you don't try, then you'll never know. Please welcome to the show, Miss Laura Schwery. Thank you, Khalid. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast ever. Yes. Ever. First of many, I yes. hope. And uh, in the UAE, I have to say, in the UAE. That's yes. good. That's very good. interesting. Thank you for choosing me to be your first uh, Thank podcast. Thank you very much. I Thank appreciate you very much. it. Thanks. Uh, so, Laura, me and you obviously connected through um, our families and whatever. And um, I heard a lot about you in terms of your experience in the real estate market here. And you have been here for over 30 years. So, you probably know a lot about what's gone on you've seen how things have evolved you've seen the changes and now with obviously with expo coming up and so on real estate's now the next like hot topic so i thought bringing someone on the show who is an expert in real estate right now is very relevant to what's going on um so we're going to dive into everything today about your experience about the real estate market here what have you learned what advice would you have to people looking to invest to buy and all that all that good stuff but before we get into everything laura why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself and we'll take it from there Okay, well, I can make it as long and as short as you want. Uh, my name is Laura Schwery. I am the uh, owner of a real estate company in Dubai, Schwery Real Estate, and a founder, well, the founder of a technology platform, which is uh, Relopedia, yeah. an e-marketplace to bring together all players in the real estate market, and I'll, uh, you know, from from uh, you know brokers developers um, realtors real estate agents architects uh, crowdfunding uh, managers designers but anyways so it's the it's, it's it's a marketplace for everything related to real estate but it's in the technology space okay so i am lebanese i am um, of greek austrian Lebanese origin, so Greek Austrian from my mother's side, Lebanese from my father's side, very strong Lebanese background, and uh, born in the U.S. Uh, never lived in the U.S. Raised in Lebanon, okay. uh, moved to Saudi Arabia, and then went to the U.S. to university, and then to Montreal. Uh, started my real estate career in Montreal okay. uh, 36 years ago, okay. and uh, worked for one of the most prominent real estate developers uh, in real estate in Montreal in, uh, in handling their property management portfolio. And after seven years, I realized that. I'm more into, you know, I, I'm, I cannot be confined to an office. I need to be outside and meeting people. I enjoy the sales aspect of real estate, and that's okay. where I started my real estate career. Okay. Fast forward many years working for many prom, well, may, working for the, because I didn't really have that many, th those many jobs in my life. I was very stable with where I was. I worked for Rolapage in Montreal, very well known real estate brokerage firm. Um, and I was licensed there, and okay. so the the you know the, the the formation of real estate, the structure, the laws, the regulation, etc. I learned it from the West, or from the, from from Canada. Sure. Uh, 
you know, it there is very different. You know, you have to putting up your signboards mm. and it's 27 degrees under the weather and yeah, you've got yeah. to shovel snow and you don't hire drivers and have the luxury that Dubai has where you get people to do things for you or you can employ people to do things for you. It got a little tedious and, you know, certain things happen in Montreal and I thought I really wanted, I had that, you know, I wanted to be back in the Middle East. I want to be close to my origins. Sure. And I had a friend of mine that worked uh, with Oracle here and he was going on a one-month sabbatical and a friend of my father's was here and I thought, you know what, let me go to Dubai on a visit. So I came on a visit here 29 years ago, and I never <laughs> left. And I think that's the story of many. Many, yeah, for sure. But after about um, four, four to five months of being here, and I actually was, I was recruited by a company called Seekers to work for a real estate company locally. And after about six months, I thought, no, 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 I've got a, this is not for me, and I'm heading back to Canada. But then I had a phone, a phone number of a very good friend, uh, today a very good friend of mine, but of a lady, and uh, she happened to be the owner of Better Homes. And okay. I called her and I said, listen, I'm just gonna say, pass my hellos to you on the way out. And I met her and joined Better Homes and 11 years, I stayed with them for 11 years. That's awesome. Until I opened my real estate company. Yeah. So that's my uh, real estate um, uh, life, how I got into it in a nutshell. And then I worked with Better Homes for 11 years. Uh, before I open up my uh, company. Awesome. So, yeah. Wow, look at that. So that's it. Who would have yeah. thought? In a nutshell. One phone call and one, you know, one yeah. visit ended yeah. up yeah. you staying here for 30 yeah. years. And yeah. I've heard... Very I've convincing had... woman. She's very remarkable, very convincing. So I stayed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed. And she's still a very good friend of mine until today. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, you started real estate in Montreal, worked there for a while before you wanted to move back here and be back in the Middle East. Yeah. I guess my question to you is, and what I was thinking is, why real estate? What was Why it? real estate? What was it about real estate that you drew you to it? What is it about the industry that you like and has kept you in it for thirty years? You know, today they will tell you that you know real estate and the oil business are the two most lucrative um, businesses in the world, so to okay. speak. Um, or I don't know if, if if they still are, but I mean I know real estate is. But I love. I have this innate, um, uh, built-in something that matches people to property by just you know somebody saying hello and after three four words i just know exactly what you want before you've even gone into explaining it it's that it's that sensory thing i had when i was in montreal and okay. and and i and i excelled at that and i loved that and when i moved here it just was it just continued you know it's just something that and I love houses, and I love. I think I should have been a mar an architect and a lawyer somewhere along the line because I love that those those two professions. But I love architecture. I love the design of houses. I love the, the attention to detail. I go on vacation today. My husband thinks I'm insane because I want to visit every development and every house that's out there, and I want to know the market of where we're visiting. And he's like, "But we're on vacation." And I'm like, "Yes, but it's just you don't understand." I, this is what I love. Yeah. And I remember once I went to Cyprus and I landed in Larnaca, I think the airport's in Larnaca, and I think I visited every single real estate project from Larnaca to Paphos. Oh, wow. I stopped at every project. I just want, I went uphill, I went downhill, I went down the road, up the road, and, I just, and it's just something, I just love architecture. Some people think it's insane, but I love that. And I love, I love the negotiation of a sale. So when I was at Better Homes, I worked, I, I was uh, leading their uh, commercial department and, okay. and I, I, I did the residential, so I thought, okay, fine. But it was commercial that really drove me, and yeah. and I loved that, and I loved the negotiation and sitting with, you know, there were more men at the time than women in business in Dubai, 29 years ago, 
very different right now, but I loved the negotiation. I loved to be able to win for the client. It was never about how much commission did you make because we weren't working. It wasn't a sale market. It wasn't a, it was a rental market. So yeah, it was exactly. the joy of being able to close that f full floor for, uh, for, for a client or be able to, you know, find what that client was worth looking for or that perfect whatever that I just loved that part of it it just mm. gave me so much joy and pleasure to yeah. be able to to do that and and at one time they used to well I had a title in Dubai they used to call me the queen of real estate and commercial real estate and I never knew that I never knew that I had that title until 10 years after until 10 years after I thought oh wow okay. that was really cool <laughs> but there were many people in commercial real estate at the time and so I guess you know that was uh, and I worked on some very interesting projects here but it's always the it's just the enjoyment of real estate and then of course when the sale you know, when the market shifted to sales, it was a different dynamic completely. Yeah, so, course. you know, it was very different than, 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 than the years where it was just a non-freehold market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, it's interesting that you, it's rare to find someone who's a, like, just has a passion for real estate and yeah. architecture, but also has, I guess, that sales side as well, that negotiation, that give, delivering that, the value to the client mm -hmm. by giving them the property they want, yeah. or that dream house or whatever the yeah. case might be. I'm curious. Working because I'm sure you've done the, you've done the commercial side, but you've also probably done you know and from the individual side as well. Is there a difference when a, a commercial client is looking for, for example, an office space, and I'm an individual and I'm looking for uh, an apartment or a home? Is there a different it's is there a different, different dynamic? Or it's a very different mindset. Okay. It's a very different mindset. Okay. When you're looking for a home, um, you you know you're walking in you're looking for if you're you know if you're if you're the husband you look and you think you know you you think of it as you know what's the affordability if he if he's the breadwinner right and, and what's the affordability if a woman is uh, and he doesn't see what she sees so he walks in and he says oh this is a really nice house and the colors are nice whatever and she'll like it and this is within our budget a woman walks in and she'll say well i want to see the bedrooms and she'll want to see the kitchen and how big is the kitchen and is there a garden does it make sense for her children and you know it, yeah she'll look at the living room and of course if she's a middle eastern woman you know she, there's the the larger family zones that sure. are linked to that and yeah. and and so on so it's very different and then she'll you know she'll see you know the, the position of the house and where are the parks and it, you know does it have a backyard does it have a gate where's the swimming pool where are the amenities and and so there are a lot of questions that come to mind from that perspective and the schools and this and that whatever so men and women think very differently i think in that area so whenever a man would walk in and see the house i say well can we wait until your mother until your wife uh, mm. shows up because i'd really like to see if this is what she wants although you know, certain boxes are ticked off. There's still certain things that he will not see that the woman will see. Sure. Okay. When you go and you negotiate an office or you or an investment opportunity, which is sort of my, which is what I love and it's my passion, mm. um, the dynamic is different because you know you're 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 are you opening up an office or are you looking for an investment? Do you want an office as are you are you renting an office because you want a return on investment? Are you going to use it one day? Does it have the zone that you want to be in? Is it you know what is the licensing for that zone? Um, your employees, you know, how do they get to work? So is it near any kind of transportation? We think about that today. We never thought about that before. Today is like, you know, what's, what is the transportation to and from? At the time, is was more about carpooling, and, mm, and that's yeah. how, you know, your Not staff would access. get in. Exactly. Yeah. Today is more about access, and mm. there's a lot of that in Dubai. So the dynamic changes, and if it's a law firm, are they international or are they not? You know, I worked with once, when I was at Better Homes, we had the American embassy that was switching um, 
that was coming in uh, to Dubai. And, well, they were in Dubai, but they were expanding their premise. And, you know, the amount of what had to go into the move and the security and mm. the, 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 the entrances and the 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 from everything the entrance of the building to the security to the elevators to the positioning and it's just you learn so much yeah. you just learn so much and every client is different if you're dealing with a law firm versus if you're dealing with an engineering company or you're you're dealing with um, a, a trading company or it's just very different so you learn a lot um, you learn a lot about business. You learn a lot about what they're thinking about and how their business works. And then you have a pulse to the city because without businesses, there is no residential. True. What drives yeah. businesses? I mean, what drives residential are the amount of businesses and jobs that are, you know, people that the, the people that are employed for these positions. And then, of course, more businesses you have, more staff more, you have, yeah. more housing you need, and so forth. So you have a pulse on the city, and uh, you know every new restaurant that's opening up you know every new firm that's pretty much coming to town and you know i was working with with the best in the industry i mean to be honest with you they were the best uh, better homes and so we had a pulse on everything we knew yeah. what was happening in the city and so it was very exciting and when we um had the uh, when we worked on one of the most beautiful projects that we worked on which was emerge towers um at the time it was a co-agreement between better homes and astrico i mean the amount of cl the clients that came in and the different you know businesses and the yeah. mindsets and the people and what you learn and so it's a school in itself so gotcha. i went off into a long explanation but there's just so much to say about commercial real estate and it's still you know, commercial investments, et cetera, is still my pa very much my passion. Although I do sell high-end uh, residential, but that is where my uh, my passion, my core lies. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. You, and it sounds like um, when it, when you folk when working on the commercial side, you're exposed to so much more because oh, yeah. a, ta a project, for example, like Emirates Towers. Okay, you have the towers. What kind of businesses are going to go in? What are the fittings they want? What are there's so oh, God, each yes. thing is like its own little project. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. actually really yeah. interesting. Yeah. And you made a great point, I think, about. If you're a homeowner <clears throat> looking to buy a new home, it's important that the your, you and your partner both go and see it, like you and your wife go see it at mm -hmm. the same time because you're going to look for something different that she, like you think of it in one way, she sees it in a different way. So yeah. bring those together. And that's something actually I probably didn't consider. That's yeah. actually really but interesting. But what you don't want is when she comes in and she brings in the mother, the sister, the brother, the aunt, the aunt, <laughs> and then you're like, no, 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 please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That I can't deal with, but yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I was curious um, on you on the on your point about investments. So mm -hmm. I was thinking, yeah. in your experience, because Dubai is quite a transient place. People are in and out. You know, people don't come typically don't like to come stay here for a long time. And the apartment market, there's probably more apartments than houses. I could be wrong. If I am, uh, you can correct me. But so in terms of an investment opportunity, if I came to you, I'm like Laura. I have, I don't know, a million dirhams, let's say. I'm debating between investing in a villa or I'm investing in a apartment. What would you recommend and why? Well, first of all, I want to go back to what you said about Dubai being transient. Hmm. Uh, that's very interesting that you said that because I don't see that. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. I don't see that anymore. Um, it, I think that it's fine. Now, these are my personal feelings. So please, yeah, yeah, I, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. No offense to anyone. <laughs> um, 
when you go out and you listen to people, so this might be a little lengthy, but when you go out and you listen to people and they say, oh, but I know I have a lot of people, friends that left, to know I had a lot. Yes, there was, you know, in, when COVID hit, a lot of people did leave uh, because they lost their jobs. I don't think a lot of people left because it was their choice to leave. I think they left because they had to. Now, when COVID was so well managed by Dubai, it's incredible. Everybody wants to be in Dubai. I speak to people in the U.S. and they want to, they want to be here. And I just recently read, I think it was yesterday or before yesterday, a girlfriend of mine sent me an article, which I actually saw on Forbes yesterday, that billionaires of the world, not all of them, but many of them, are shifting quietly to Dubai for many reasons. Security. Um, and I think that if you... Of everything we know about Dubai, the free zones, the no tax or whatever, I think security sits highest on the list, along with the no, you know, how COVID was managed. Okay. And um, so I don't feel that transient. Um, I think the pe people that I know that are leaving are leaving because, you know, their jobs are up or, or, or they, you know, per maybe personal reasons. But I feel a lot of people are coming in. Also, the visa and the, and the, and the, and the, um, what is it called? The, um, the um, your I went I did a whole blank right now. The uh, your trade license you can okay, have a trade yeah. license with Dubai and work remotely. Mm. But the visa the, the visas that were offered by the ruler by Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid. I mean this has brought in a huge footfall to Dubai. So I don't feel that transient anymore. Okay. as much as before. So I feel that people. I was telling my husband. Okay, so how many more years do you want to be in Dubai until we leave? He says, Well, that's interesting. Leave to go where? I said, well, let me see. So I've got family in the U.S., I have family in Beirut, I have family in Montreal, and I'm thinking, really, that's true, where? I mean, I've lived here the longest than I've ever lived, and when you start building your contacts and your networks in your second part of, you know, not in your 20s, but in your 30s and your 40s, and you're in the place where you've built those contacts, this is where you're going to be. You might enjoy being away for six months, but Dubai is home to me today. Mm. So I am an example of the non-transient yeah. that are staying. Um, so this, the second part of the question that you asked me was from, so, so that, the apartments versus the villas. So there are a lot of apartments, a lot of villas. I would say that any good developer that launches villas um, tomorrow or yesterday or after tomorrow, they will be sold out in, 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 the, in a few weeks because there's so much demand for real estate from an investment perspective, but from an end user perspective because those that are buying today are buying to live in. Now, I cannot give you exact statistics on that. Sure. that should, that'll be another conversation. But if I buy in, let's say, a project of Imar or Talal al I'll think, oh, wow, you know, I'll buy this, but why don't I buy another one as an investment, you know, and rent it out? So that's the apartment versus your villa comment. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the comment about you have a million dirhams or dollars, it doesn't matter whether it's a dollar or a hundred million. It doesn't matter. It comes back to your budget. Yeah. So if your budget, if you tell me I would want to buy an office, I would say to you, well, it's a great time to buy an office if it's in the right location, if you can rent it out, and if you can put it into one of the, the, the one of the, um, office structures that are short-term or long-term, but it would depend on the price that you could get that at. Uh, if you are buying a residential unit, it would depend on where you're buying the residential unit. So if, let's say, your million or your 100000 or your dollar will buy you an apartment in, let's just say hypothetically, <clears throat> next to a metro, great location, upcoming location, but the on the other hand, that investment in the commercial side would buy you something 
but in an area that is remote mm. and out the way but, but yeah, yeah and it's it's not the up and coming then of course i would tell you to go for the residential so it all comes back to location 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 hmm. you know so yeah. from that perspective and of course that's because you you want to buy as an investment if you're coming in because yeah. you want to open up an office then the conversation is completely different for sure so it depends on what you're looking for you're looking for a good return you're looking for a safe investment and therefore it should be whereby i give you the best advice and we we actually work we're a very small office we're a family office and we work for the client so mm. we are not you know we're here to guide you as to where we believe is the best investment for you and yeah. then we will then go out and get you and search with our contacts and our network, what is best for that money and that value. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think um, you made a good point about, um, uh, I, I guess I forget sometimes the importance of location when it comes to real estate, whether that's an office, whether that's an apartment. It's number one. Yeah, exactly. In everything. And I think um, that is a probably a big factor to consider, probably the biggest factor of listening to you to consider when looking to do either one of those three but this i had someone on the podcast a w- uh, about a year ago now and she's she was a wealth manager mm-hmm. we we're talking about as you know with covid uh the real estate market went down big time in commercial yeah and so you have all my friends are telling me that uh, the rents are down even to buy an apartment is down everything's down so people were saying that's a good um it's a good time to buy since prices are low and after speaking to her she said something i'm like She's like, yeah, it might be prices might be low, but think of now. Think if you think long term, what's the like? How, how's it gonna appreciate? How's it gonna depreciate? Just if you buy it low, does that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna be able to sell it at a higher thing? If it might even go lower. So the question I have to you is: Is it always a good idea to buy the dip, or are there other factors we have to consider? Not just that the price has gone down. Well, that's a really good question because. Um when there is a dip there is always up op- first of all in real estate in my opinion again yeah. there is there are always opportunities depends on how you play the market um but the advice i would give to somebody would be and then that would contradict what i'm going to say to you because i think it's a great time to buy now although the prices are higher it's a great time to buy commercial real estate but it's still a great time to buy residential real estate depending on what you need it for mm. so if you're buying it to flip it yeah that would work as well. So there, are, you know, you can really dissect the conversation, but it's always um, when the market is down, it is always the best time. That's when you find the REITs coming in, the real estate investment trust, the trust. That's when you find funds coming in to pick up and sweep up the market to buy good property. Mm. And it's not always easy to find great property in the best location because there are a lot of people that are working behind the scenes that you don't hear about and they'll pick up that property like this. So when the market is low, I always tell somebody, if you're an investor, buy. Okay. Hold on to the property. Now, when the rents are low, of course, it's not the most opportune time. And with the laws that protect the tenants here, you cannot just say, well, hi, Khaled, you're my tenant. I just bought your, I don't like your rent. It's too low. Goodbye. I mean, there's a human factor. But from the business, uh, 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 from the business side of it, the laws protect the tenants. So I would have to give you ample notice mm. uh, of two years in commercial if I'm going to use it myself or a year in residential if I want to use it myself. Then I can put it in a rental pool and so on and so forth. If it's residential and if it's commercial, what are you going to do with it? You're going to use it yourself. So 
I had an I had an office myself in let's say in DIFC in uh, DMCC and and the the office was sold uh, at a very good price to the current landlady. I was leaving anyway. She took a complete advantage of the seller, low market and commercial, picked up an amazing unit that was worth over she bought it like 950,000 but it was actually worth about 1.5. Mm. But she bought it because the owner wasn't here, he needed the cash, she was out of the country, uh, the market had dipped and it was a beautiful uh, office, a beautiful tower, and she, it was advantageous for her because she was going to use it for herself. Now, had she removed me to, to bring in a higher tenant, I could have, con- I, if I wanted to stay, I could have contested that because she has no right to remove me, but yet she, and she only has the right to raise me a certain percentage. So mm. I would have been mm. a loser. A, a, a loser as a client for her from an investment perspective but had she's if she's looking long term then i'm an advantage mm, yeah. you understand yeah I because you. you you have to you you know when you buy a property in europe you'll say oh i'll accept four percent return or i'll accept five percent return well why is it in dubai you want ten percent and seven percent because we've been spoiled and we do get seven percent and six percent today in in many and in many investments so you know you have to understand that when even though your return may be low you have the appreciation factor mm. of the actual investment that you're making and that counts for something so if you're going to invest and hold on to your investment long term then I recommend what to make that investment. But if you're buying it to flip it tomorrow in commercial real estate, no, I don't recommend that at all. Okay. You need to buy when the market is low and hold on to it. Okay. And the same applies to residential to a certain degree, um, depending on where you're buying again. But property in good location holds its own. So Rambur Khalifa and DIFC and, um, you know, uh, the Palm Island Jumeirah is a perfect mm. example. There are certain areas that hold their own as well so your entry is going to be you know high investments and anyway that's another subject yeah but um on the point about location and if you're buying the right property in the right place it's a good investment opportunity now Mm. as you know you've been here for 30 years i've pretty much been here my whole life too dubai keeps just expanding and growing so there's now a lot of new good locations that probably wouldn't have been considered before like places like something new that i know a lot of people have a lot of people i know started living at is dubai hills which is a great great development access wise it's pretty good too so the question i have is your a good location now might does that could turn into a bad location in the next five to ten years you have to look at who the developers are Okay. Um, that is, you know, that is very crucial. But that goes—that's international. Okay. Uh, you look at Dubai Hills; it's an EMAR project. Yeah. Uh, EMAR is formidable. You cannot go wrong with anything that you where you put your foot in with EMAR. Um, there isn't one project from the day they launched their very first project. I've been in Dubai to witness it. I've been part of it. Uh, we've sold a lot for them, and uh, they have never had any of their. Pro- they manage a property. They have well structured. They're beautiful locations. You name it. So Dubai Hills is the, so if you look at, at Dubai Hills as the example, what mm-hmm. are the communities of Imar? You either have the Arabian Ranch community, you have the Meadows and the Emirates Hills community, yeah. you have uh, Dubai Hills, and then you have Dubai Creek Harbor. Those are their three main, co- their four communities, massive communities, and Dubai South, very strategic locations. So you can never go wrong with that. Then you look at what's around that area. So you have 
Um, you have uh, Chilal Al Raf that opened up with Majal Fotein. Well, they've just sold like hotcakes. Mm. Literally, I mean, we couldn't even get stock for clients. That's how fast their product moved. Wow. That's a beautiful community. It's a city. It's a massive city. That will never go stale. Then next to that, you have Gulf Estates, and then you have Sport. You know, you have Sport City. Every each one of now each one of these communities, if they are well maintained and they have the right amenities that are attached to it, people will enjoy it. And they yeah. all have different price points as well. Yeah. So if you go to Arabian ranches, you're going to find it's more expensive than a neighboring community. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is your the value of your investment will be there, but it's not just yeah, beyond location. Let's look at who is the developer, okay. what is their track record, exactly. there you go. what are their service charges, mm. what are their amenities, mm. how is the owner's association structured, and so on and so forth. Mm. So even though there are all these beautiful communities, I tell people, take just breathe, sit back, and if you want to buy look at where are you buying before you start crying over spilt milk and say, oh, I should have, could have, would have. Look at the developer that you're buying into their project. It is so important. Mm. Yeah, and, they, and, exa- and that's the exact point I was trying to understand is... And that will, those will retain their value. Exactly. So that's the extra factor that you need to think about Absolutely. When, when you're making that kind of investment. Yeah. I mean, AAA location, you walk in, AAA location, there are three projects. Well, which one do you buy into? They all fit your budget. They're all beautiful. They all have amenities. Well, which one do you choose? Mm. Exactly. So you have to do your homework and you have to work with a person that understands the market, Mm. you know, so that you have your community experts and then you have those that understand the market. They know who's who. It's not just about, you know, you have to know, you know, they say, tell me where you come from for me to tell you who you are. Well, tell me how long you've been here for me to tell you what you know, because you just don't learn overnight. Yeah, Yeah, you can learn different developers, but there's a dynamic to the city that comes with years of of living here and knowing the pulse of the city and that's so important yeah exactly and i think that's such a that's a really good point to to keep in mind and on the point that you were talking about for example the the i don't know what's the majestic one that you just mentioned yeah. yeah so the you in dubai or at least in the u dubai in particular there's always been this i think and at least from my perspective but i'm not in the market so this is just my thoughts there's always this it, there's oversupply but there's also a ridiculous amount of demand as well and because there's so much of both, you have a lot of options, but based on our conversation that we've just had, the good options become limited because they keep getting snapped up quickly. Absolutely. So now how, so now let's say I'm a new home, I'm looking to buy a home to live in for myself. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for me now as a homeowner when I'm dealing with like the brokers because I, I know I've spoken to many of my friends me and you had a conversation the other day so I know how the brokers are because like oh I don't need you I'll just bring you know in two seconds I can find another potential you know buyer for this so what advice would you have to someone looking to either buy an apartment or a villa but when dealing with the brokers how do we have to manage that relationship um, are you talking as a broker to broker or are you talking about a, a client no, a to cli- a broker a client like me going to a, a broker so are you on a phone call or are you are you looking so are you on a phone call are you is it your first time buying or is it just a conversation uh let's do with uh first time buying and it's the first time uh and i've decided to work with you i think you're good but i know that you know 
I have, I'm aware of how brokers yeah. work. So how do I well, ins- like protect myself and ensure that I'm not going to get screwed over, for example? That's, that's, that's a really good way. That's, okay. So let's say you came to me. Yeah. Example, you're calling me. Sure. Let me tell you what I would do, okay. right? So, you know, I if you called me and you said, hi, my name is, you know, Khaled Abdul-Jabain, and, you know, I want to invest a million, and I want to go to this part of town. You know, what do you have to show me? Oh, I have this, this, and that. Well, that's that's not my that's how not how I work. I want to meet you, I want to sit with you, I want to understand you, I want to know why you want to buy, what is your reason for buying, um, is your money ready? Is it not? Do you want finance? Don't you want finance? Have you sat with a mortgage broker? Do you know what the costs are? Do you know what it entails? Because if you're looking to go around the city, I can recommend you to a tourism company, and they can take you all over the city and show you whatever it is that you want. Mm. But if you want to work with and then and then you need to know about me yeah you need to know what i know you need to know who i am you need to know am i licensed you need to even you have the right to ask me to see a copy of my of my of my licensed card my oh, really? rear card oh. of course oh, okay you want to know that the card that states that i am a, a broker with Schwery real estate is actually valid under the company that is showing you the property so i'm not a fly-by-night agent mm. i am not not going to uh, give to ask you to make deposits and give you false receipts. Uh, you're not working with a company that's an entertainment. Not no disrespect to entertainment company, but it's happened before. With you know, agents were taken to companies, checks were made, and it was not even the company of the broker, and people run away with money, and that's history. But today, there are rules and regulations in place with the the um, with the authorities. But but. Not necessarily you as a buyer would know them. Exactly. But your right is to know. To you, you as I want to know about you, you should interview me and to know what I'm, what can I offer you and why should you work with me, and then you make your decision. Yeah. If you're coming recommended through, um, you know, a lot. Of, we actually work a lot on referrals, so we don't really have these conversations because those that come to us are coming through the network that we've built over the last, you know, 29, 30, 29 years in Dubai, and even globally. So those that come to us already know who we are, yeah. and etc. They'll come to us through, you know, our law firm alliances mm-hmm. or you know, financial institutions or whatever. But I still want them to know who I am. So even though they've heard about me, they need to hear it from me. So lesson to everybody that's out there that when you're working with a broker, if they're just going to take you out and show you three, four properties immediately, that's to me called trying to make a fast sale. Okay. Okay. And I don't like that. Uh, I know that, you know, brokers want to make money and their money is, is based on commission. But I think if you're going to build a relationship with the client and every client is a lead and every lead is a relationship and every relationship has to be nurtured and has to start somewhere. And that somewhere starts from sitting down, having, buying you a cup of coffee and saying, why don't we have a cup of coffee, Khaled, at, you know, Paul's Mercato or wherever you want, whatever, what's convenient, your office, today it's offices, hotel lobbies, whatever, you know, choose a place, let's have a cup of coffee, let's get to know each other. But if you've never met me, and all of a sudden, I'm showing you three properties, I don't really know what's going to go through your mind about me, you're going to think is this normal. Mm. But when I come and I give you that approach, you can think, wow, this is really professional. You know, they're taking their time, she, he, her, whatever, are taking their time to get to know me, or I'm inviting you, you know, to my office, or inviting you to whatever, to get to, to have this so, yeah. first meet and yeah. then I better understand you know what are your requirements and why yeah. because you could have the, 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 the what I find the most is that 
people will say, well, I saw, I wasn't with, having a drink with my friend last night, or I was at a dinner with my friend, or I was at the beach with my friend, and they told me I should buy there. And I'm like, well, they should buy there based on what, why. Mm. They're there is not your why. Just because they did it doesn't mean you should do it. Just gotcha. because they did something doesn't mean, and maybe you're not sharing your budgets with your friend because you don't want them to know what your personal finances are. Maybe sure. it's less or more. It doesn't matter. But, you know, everybody has their own reason for investing mm. and everybody has their own budget. So uh, when people go say, yeah, but my friend said to me, I shouldn't buy there. I'm like, really? They said that? Well, then ask them for advice don't come and ask me for advice yeah. that's where that starts aggravating me you know when they're gonna ask somebody who's not in the industry who's either negative about the industry or um or they're or they want or they're or, or they want to give you bad advice or they don't know what they're talking about or they've received bad advice they're passing it on to you ask the experts it's like you know they say you know i'm not yeah. the baker i'm a baker in my industry i'm not yeah. a baker in your industry yeah. so stick to what you know Unless it's coming from somebody who is a seasoned investor, mm. then I'll respect that yeah. opinion. But yeah. if it's somebody that says, I just, because I know, mm. know what, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so. Okay. That's actually really, uh, really, really good advice, I think, on the point. Number one, I didn't know you can ask to see someone's... Uh, of like course you can. Yeah, I had no idea I can show you my ID if you want. <laughs> I Do I have it on me? I have it on me. <laughs> so, not just, not only that, but also uh, from, because as a, eventually I will be a, I will be a buyer in the, in the future. I know, your, I know who your mother will recommend you to go to. Yeah, I'm sure she will. I'm, sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so, I didn't know about... Um, like the mindset as a buyer going into it. What are the things I should be looking for? What are the kind of questions I should be asking? What is the, how can I gauge whether this person is serious? Is this person credible? Do they have a good track record? And so on. So I think for any guys, anyone looking to get a house, get an apartment, these are some great things, really good questions yeah. um, to keep in mind. And I wanted to move on from that into another question that I have, which is the whole rent versus buy debate now. Oh, okay. So I, so in the in the past, I used to like my mindset was always um, buying is the best because I, even if I'm I have a mortgage, I'm pay, like, I'm paying for my house, and and if I want to, I can also rent it out. I can leave, whatever the case might be. And then I watched this guy. He's um, his name is Grant Cardone. He's I know Grant. Cardone. Yeah, you know Grant Cardone. So you, I don't know if you've heard him talk about. I have. You have. Yeah. So what he said was interesting because it's not what you typically hear. And mm -hmm. I was like. So his his idea was he never recommends uh, people to buy. He always recommends you to rent in terms of because of the liability that you have is a lot less as a renter. You just have to pay your rent. But if you're the owner, you have mortgage, you have maybe if you're someone else in the world, you have taxes, you have all these other things to keep in mind uh, when buying a property. And is that going to appreciate? Is that going to devalue? So a rent is very simple. Each month I pay X to this and I can live in this place. So now. You've been in the industry here. So Grant Cardone must have a very large uh, portfolio where he wants that he wants he to does. to say that. He does. Okay. Uh, he does. Yeah. Um, so uh, from your perspective, mm -hmm. and I guess what you've seen in your experience and uh, in the industry and so on, what do you what would you advise to people? If I have if I have the money, obviously to buy. Yeah. Do you what think would I advise? rent well, buy? What would you? What would so you that's say? a loaded question. Okay, and there is uh, th that really is a loaded question. I'll tell you why it's a loaded question because. It comes back to why are you buying, Khaled? Are you buying because you want to live in it? Mm. Are you buying because you want to rent it? Are you buying to flip it? 
Are you buying it to one to to build to start building your real estate portfolio? What are your reasons for buying? And each one has a different answer. For sure. If you're buying to live in it, then we're going to look at your budget. Well, we're always going to look at your budget, for but sure. we're going to look at the location that is best suitable to your lifestyle. Yeah. Remember, to me, real estate is a lifestyle. It's mm. not just, I'll just buy that apartment because it's my, it's a lifestyle. You know, mm. what is a lifestyle you want? You know, do you want to be in the, you know, in the, you know, you want to be around restaurants and upcoming areas and shopping, whatever you go to the, the downtown Burj Khalifa area, you know, do you want to be on the beach and have that Floridian lifestyle, whatever you go to Palm Island, do you want to, so you have, what is the lifestyle that you're looking for? Do you want to question, et cetera? You go there. So we find, or the, the investment would be in the area that suits your budget because you're living in it. Yes. We also want to make sure that if you're, buying it to live in it what is the expected time frame so are you living in it for three years and then you're going to move to the u.s or move to canada mm. move to europe what is the time frame there are you buying it long term well that's great because you have that appreciation factor but then you also have the ability to you can either resell it in a few years when you leave or you can put it in your real estate portfolio that you can start to build. So although Cardone says that, yes, you have to have a ma proper manager for your unit, you have to make sure that your server, your charges are paid on time, and so on and so forth. But if you rent, you have to make sure that you pay your electricity, you have to make sure you lock your front door, you have to make sure that you take care of your garden if you're, it's a villa, whatever. So you, you, you rent, in, and it's an age thing. Mm. Today, you know, I, I don't need want to have houses all over the world. I want to Airbnb wherever I go and close the door and leave and I don't have any responsibility. Sure. There I agree with him when I'm traveling. But if I know that I want to live in Greece or I want to live in Canada or I want to live in the U.S. and that's my ultimate end or, or I want to live in Dubai, then I want to own that property. Okay. But I want to make sure that that property that I own depending on my age now, yeah. am I building a real estate portfolio and 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 I'm, you know, in my 20s or 30s, you can build your real estate portfolio at any time. Yeah. When you're younger, you just, you know, when you're in your 60s, your vision is very different than when you're in your 30s and in your 40s. 100%. So if you're building your real estate portfolio, then you want to be able to, you know, buy that property that you know you can rent down the line yeah. or you can sell or you can, uh, or you can build your portfolio. And then you have to remember that, you know, the dynamics of North America are different than the dy dynamics here. 100%. So if you want to have that eternal security, then I always believe buy real estate, rent it, and then you've got all this beautiful, uh, you've got this real estate being managed. You've built a beautiful portfolio of real estate, and that's mm. your retirement plan. Yeah. That's, yeah, unless you're sitting on, on, on millions and zillions. Yeah. So it depends on what your mindset is. So. Yeah. I agree with him when it's my real estate portfolio then I'm I want to make sure I have the renters and yes that is the that is the correct approach of course but if I'm building a real estate portfolio that's completely different of course of course it depends on where you're coming from what yeah. is your and what is your ultimate reason so if you for instance and I know you're getting married yes. and I know you got engaged so congratulations <laughs> thank you thank you I know that eventually you'll probably ask yourself you know well where do I want to live and I would give sure. you the same advice well Khaled what do you want mm. are you planning on going uh, are you planning on moving to the US one day are you planning on leaving Dubai do you want to go to London whatever you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you want to go live in Lebanon do you want to go live or do you want to stay in Dubai 
what is your budget? Let's look at that uh, the, that area that best suits you. Mm. And then let's also make sure that for your long-term plan, that that's going to be a property that appreciates. That's going to be a property that you can rent out if you need to. That's something that you can build into your real estate portfolio if that's what your choices are. You make, you know, but let the... You know, we can never determine what's going to happen when nobody saw COVID coming. But if you are well structured, then the end result is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, I think you made a really good point about uh, a couple of things. First of all, your mindset about what do you your why kind of behind everything is about your why isn't it 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. about you know are you trying to live in this you want to flip this is it a long term is it short term all those kind of things are really great great questions to think about before making a move like that but also the difference between if you're planning to you know settle down somewhere then personally you'd want to own it because that now it's an asset as well that you Absolutely. can potentially use yep. okay traveling is a different state it's short short term so like you don't mind renting and mm-hmm. it's not a problem um, and as you know, and you brought up uh, COVID, like you said, we don't know what we, we can never plan. We never saw it coming. We never saw it coming. We never planned what's going to happen. But I know real estate before, like, before COVID, then there was during COVID, and it's where we are now. So before COVID, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what the state of the market was. I have no idea. You would know. Mm. I know during COVID, the market took a big hit because everyone got hit. And now there's Expo. And everything's back on the rise. So my question to you is, why do you why do you think that Expo now is having such a big push on the real estate market? By the way, before Expo, let's go back to COVID. Okay. I will tell you that the land department figures, if I'm not mistaken, there was a report by Zawiya where the rates went up 100, I think 136 percent. From August of last year, August of this year versus August of last year. So from 2020 from 2021, I have the article somewhere on my phone from 2021. If I'm mistaken, sorry guys, but I believe so. Mm. And Q4, Q4 of uh, of last year, the numbers have risen in sales than the year before. So. COVID actually drove a lot of sales, believe it or not, because oh, people okay. were moving from apartments to, we can have another uh, uh, session on statistics, and I'll pull the statistics out, but there, the numbers in COVID rose. The market, I'll tell you that, take Palm Island as an example. Yeah. Before COVID, the and of course, my clients that didn't listen to me are looking at me today and saying, why didn't you put a gun to my head? Like, well, gun is, guns are not allowed in yes, the UAE, but I, had I had one, I would have used it. The, 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 the villas that were 9 million before COVID hit 17 million, and let's say 15 million to stay on the safe side, yeah. and 17 million depending on where on the palm it is. Yeah. And the highest transactions took place on Palm Island. And really? I tell you that when they can, now they're looking at property saying, but try and buy me a bill of $9 million. I'm like, I'm leaving Dubai. I'm going to go get a gun permit in the States. I'm going to shoot you somewhere over there because I told you to pick up 15, 20 villas and build a port. And of course, they thought, yeah, yeah, right. There's going to be another crash. Well, I got to tell you something. The experts could be right, and I could, who am I at the end of the day? But I can tell you that I do not see... Uh, you know, people say, oh, yeah, it's a bubble. No, it's not a bubble. The movement of the city today are people that are buying to live in them. Mm. And um, and uh, I attend enough events and I speak with enough people to see the movement of the city. And I know from those I've sold to, those I've spoken to, those I've bought, 
properties that I, it's not within my zone, but prices have gone up there. Yeah. Um, I can uh, tell you that people used to say, oh, you know, the developer's prices are very high. I'm going to go into the resale market. Well, surprise, surprise. The resale market prices are no longer lower than the developer's prices, and they're still selling. So prices have gone up from COVID. Yeah. Because you live in a one-bedroom apartment, and you, ha- you, ha- you live in a two-bedroom apartment, and you have children. You know you want a garden. Mm. You know that you that lockdown feeling that you had, that claustrophobia, and having children at home, you know you need a garden. And I have a lot of friends that have moved, um, their friends and their friends' friends and so on and so forth, that have moved into larger places. You have a one-bedroom, you want a two. You have a two, you want a three. Yeah. You have a three, you want a villa. You want a villa, you want a larger garden. And that's what's happened. So the expo... Expo is the icing on the cake, mm. but we, we're experiencing the cake. And for anybody that says otherwise, I'm sorry. This is the, the market is in a boom and it's going to keep on because the rulers of this country are so hands on and how they have moved this country forward with everything that they're offering. The visas, the long term visas are being offered to the young, you know, Kids that graduated that would you would think they would leave the house and they would leave the country and whatever. They've graduated, they've all come back to Dubai. They've either worked with their their parents' businesses or they've, and I can tell you all of my friends whose kids have graduated, they're all back in Dubai. And you think they have the opportunity to go to the States and Canada, et cetera. And, you know, yes, the U.S. is a land of opportunity. And yes, Canada is great to go to and whatever, but Dubai is unique. And everybody is feeling it. The what Expo has done is just added that whole, like fuel you know, to the fire, kind of. there's a vibe in the, mm-hmm. in the in the city. It's just, there's, there's a, you know, somebody said to me, well, when are you going to Expo? I said, well, Friday. <laughs> I said, what? You're going to Expo Friday? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Expo Friday. I want to be part of all this. But, um, yeah, there is a lot of movement in the country. And yeah. it's not just houses. It's investments, land, mm-hmm. um, you know, just investment opportunities across the board. There's just a huge demand. Yeah. And actually, that's very interesting that I, I had no idea that from last August to now that pri- like the, they have gone actually, up. They've yes. gone up. And that's, <clears throat> that's a, that actually surprises me based on just what I was hearing from people around me in terms of uh, rents and so on. But Do I'm guessing. Can we read you something? Huh? Sure. Can we read you something? Yeah. I'll see if I, if, I, if, I, if I can find it. Because we just put something on one of our websites. So Q4 2020 was the strongest quarter in 2020 and helped the year recover in the most terms of volume and value with 11,065 sales, 11,000 whatever sale worth 22.07 billion dirhams. Wow. Okay. Wow. April and May 2020 were the lowest months historically for the secondary sales because of the lockdown in Dubai. But since the restrictions ease, the secondary residential real estate sales have been on a rise. Mm. That's only part of the statistics. But, you know, full year of 2020 had a total of 35,000 transactions worth 72.49 billion dirhams. So when people say, oh, but COVID was a dead year. Well, no, it wasn't. So, Mm. you know, so this I I pulled this out because I thought you might ask me about that. I was actually reading it. For, for something else that I'm doing. But um, yes, the sales are on the rise and it's, it's a fantastic market for real estate, for companies that have their agents on the ground, their experienced agents, their community agents, et cetera. This is, this is a fantastic time for them. Yeah, and how would you, because I know you, uh, you mentioned a good point earlier about how Dubai is unique and you have experience working you know, in Montreal and the real estate side and when you go around the world, you're always looking, you know, going, looking at properties and going. So you have a pretty good, I guess, idea of 
how different how different markets work in different parts of the world. So what is it about the UAE and Dubai market that real estate market in particular that is unique when you compare it to other parts of the world, for example, like Europe or like North America? I think that I, as a market, I, I, look, it's every country has a real estate, um, you know, the real estate sector and yeah. it's unique to that country. And, and, and every, I mean, you look at real estate in the US and Europe and et cetera, and, and their architecture in Switzerland, et cetera. But when I say unique, I'm talking about Dubai, yeah. uh, Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, actually. Yeah. And it, what's driving, uh, what's driving the investors here, what's creating that buzz is what's being offered as a country to those that are coming. So mm. it's not just one segment. Real estate is a segment, is a sector that I am in. Yeah. But when you look at all facets of why people are coming, I mean, we just had one of our investors that moved in here, moved here from Europe. Why? Taxation. He has kids. Security. Um, he knows that his children are not going to be shot down in a mall. Mm. Uh, that is one big. That is the biggest mm. uh, yeah. secure. That is the biggest factor in this country is the security that you feel. Uh, you know, sorry, but you. Go, I mean, I'm an American citizen, but I don't feel safe in the U.S. I don't not feel safe knowing that my sister walks around with a gun in her purse because they're protecting their lives just in case. Really? And we're living in the Middle East and they think that we are the ones that are, they're advanced and we're whatever, mm. and they're walking around with gun permits. So security, security, security. And yeah. I think that when you look at that segment of the market, I think that's what drives everything else. Gotcha. And security, no taxation, legislation, rules and regulations, the the legal bodies that have been formed, right? you can the list is so long. The visas now that are being offered, the the country itself. I think today is the first day of Dubai Fitness Challenge actually. Yeah, uh, we were you talking know, about yeah, this other day. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. today it started today if I'm not mistaken. There's just so much that's happening in Dubai from mm. when when I came to Dubai so many years ago till today, I mean, Dubai stopped at the second interchange on the second yeah, yeah. road. And you look at this and what Dubai has. Yeah. Uh, did you look at the new uh, commercial of uh, Jessica Alba and uh, Zach Efron? No. From the tourism board? No, no. Wow. You have to watch that. And okay. it's just, that is four amazing commercials. Okay. No, Pretty I cool. haven't seen it. Very interesting. But I think you Very made uh, a really good point about the... Um, the fact is that it's just it's not necessarily just about the real estate market and industry and what it has to offer but what the country as a whole has to offer for mm -hmm. people coming abroad like things like security as you know this is everyone will tell you this is probably one of the safest places in the world to live how about the safest yeah if not if not if not the safest um so obviously for and like you said for the example you used um you're an investor from Europe coming and you have kids and stuff, you want them to grow up in a safe place and all that. And also no taxes. I lived in Amsterdam for three years and getting taxed 40% um, on your salary and then 50% on your commission sucks. So that's also... Even if you're a resident of Dubai, you're still that's still imposed on you? Well, I was living there. Oh, you were living there, so you're still okay. So, so you I'm were, like, so you I'm, have to, okay, okay. I gotta play yeah. by the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I wish I yeah. did. Yeah. But uh, those are some really, really good points. And as you mentioned, um, Dubai has changed so much over the last 30 years. And, uh, and you've been in the real estate market for so long and in that time. So you've probably seen so many changes and evolutions along the way. So from your perspective, if you're comparing when like you first, I know it's a very hard comparison to make, but from when you first came in like the 90s and to where we are today, 
how has the industry evolved and what are the, I guess, the biggest takeaways that you've had during, you know, that experience? Well, the, the industry has evolved. I mean, when we came, um, when I first came to Dubai, you know, there wasn't, you, you worked in real estate based on your ethics. Um, there, the structure we have today, the, 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 the uh, formation of the real estate regulatory agency, that was not there. Mm. Um, I remember the Dubai Real Estate Group was formed by seven, the seven main companies then, of which Better Homes was part of them. And, you know, they had started to put together, you know, the rules and regulations and how the structure should be. And then it moved and evolved into and it was taken over. I found that was taken by RERA. And that's how RERA, the, the, the real estate body in Dubai, was born. But before that, it was, you know, you worked on your ethics. And don't forget, I come from a very, very strong um, ethical background. And some people hate me for it. Some people like me for it. And that's just the way it is. But we, working in Canada give, gives you, it doesn't mean that those that worked here before were not ethical. But I'm saying, I'm talking about myself now. Yeah. So I already knew the do's and the don'ts in real estate. And the rest is your personality, right? So... I already had my own structure. And then I worked for a company that was very ethical, Better Homes. So my real estate just grew and my knowledge of the city grew and I learned a lot from them during the 11 years that I was there, right? So when you look at where we were and where we are, it's like two different countries completely. Mm. Today you yeah. have a huge system there. You have you know, all of the rules and regulations that are in place not just for brokers, uh, they're very strict laws for brokers, but also for developers and for the, for the construction industry and for the escrow accounts that hold people's money, for disbursements of funds, uh, for registering a property, for the online apps that are being used to register your property sale, uh, for uh, transparency of work that you do. Now, is it transparent where you, know, you can go, I mean, I know in Canada, in Montreal, if I was selling your property, I can go to the, regi to the registry office of that city, town, or suburb and put in the address and the name of the person comes up. Yep. We don't have that here, but we have it through the government system. Mm. So the government imposes, and that's another thing that you should know, that any time you buy property in Dubai, that the form that you sign with the purchase that you're being made has to be a generated form that comes through the land department. And if it doesn't come through the land department and it's done manually, you will you you should only buy if you receive the form through the net through the system that has your details as the buyer because that's been on the form with the data that's been inputted by your representing real estate broker and then the seller receives the same contract very transparent where you both sign that if that does not happen and it happens manually then you cannot be protected by law Okay. Now, and that is an imposition that mm. and I believe that the brokerage firm will be uh, imposed a 50,000 penalty fee if they do it any other way. The reason why I'm saying this is because look where we are and look where we were. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if the buyer does not, um, if the buyer, if the buyers and the sellers or it's the brokers, it's the broker's responsibility to inform the buyers and sellers of the, the, these transactional details. Um, but coming back to what you're saying, where this was not there when I first came to Dubai. So yeah. when you say, how has the city evolved? Well, I remember when we were marketing the green community um, near uh, near where Expo is today, 
as better homes, right? And uh, the, the the second interchange is where the you know that's where Dubai stopped, right? And so we were thinking, my God, how are we going to you know how do we get clients out there? So we would drive there and would turn into we'd have to, you know we we'd go there as a day. So we started telling people just come and you know it became like a picnic, mm. you know where they're coming for the day, they're bringing their kids, they're walking around the lakes because it was so far out of Dubai. There wasn't a train to take you there. Um, you could you couldn't even take a bus there. There wasn't a bus to take you there. So it was either a carpool or you drove. So look at where what what where is Dubai from that second interchange <laughs> onwards? I mean, it's in forty in how many what forty years? How many years are we now? Uh, uh, what's the format? Uh, forty years? Some, a bit more. Or fifty? Maybe fifty. God, please forgive me. <laughs> but um, but but look at so. look at this country. It's it's no. just. It's just, it's, and you've got to keep up. And sometimes you just can't keep up, right? <laughs> you just can't keep That's up. True. It's just, there's so much going on all the time. Yeah. But it sounds like um, com when we're listening to you, uh, I love the example, the way you said it, that it's literally like you're in two different, it's the same place, but you're in two different countries. Like if when you compare it to like the 90s now, like yeah. now, especially, I think also after 08, there's so many, there's like the right, Infrastructures in place, the right regulations are in place, the yeah. right safeguards are there, both for tenants and for clients and for brokers yeah. and so on and and choices and, and communities. Exactly. And, I yeah. mean, we. I remember we used to say, you know, where are we having? Well, we never said where are we having coffee. We just used to go to Gerard's on the beach road. God rest his soul. We used to go to Gerard's on the beach roads. It wasn't like where you where do you want to go? That was the place to yeah. go, right? Yeah. Well, today you just have so much choice. It's like yeah. there's there are a zillion coffee shops and restaurants, and there's something for everyone. And yeah. when people tell me that, oh, Dubai, and well, yeah, Dubai is expensive. Well, you know what? You can you you live within the budget that you you choose where you want to live according to your budget but there's something for everyone there and there are a lot of things that are free that you can enjoy you don't necessarily have to pay for so yeah. the, there's just so much more today than there was then yeah you know yeah and I really think, i mean yeah, you yeah. should know you were born here i mean look oh, at yeah, the changes in your lifetime i remember it's I incredible do. yeah uh, incredible it's crazy where we started and like where it is now yeah. it's surreal to like it's, to it's think back to old days and like yeah. i remember when we first moved here i was like five or six and I never forget just driving down and all I saw was like desert and then like we ended up at like our villa our first villa that yeah. we had here and I'm yeah. like okay yeah. I guess this is home yeah. but I didn't know <laughs> exactly. I didn't know any better exactly. so yeah. but like to see Incredible. from where it was to where it is now yeah it's Incredible. insane yeah. Uh, Laura I just have three more questions for you sure. so um, first of all uh, I wanted to ask because you're in the industry what, did, what have you seen what are the biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to either buying a property or investing, or what are the the common issues that you like you hear often, like about I guess real estate in Dubai? They don't they don't educate themselves. They, the, they don't, you're the, talking about the buyers, like as a buyer, yeah, as or, a buyer, buyer or or as an investor as well. The mistakes that they make. Yeah, what are the common things that you've seen? I I I, I would say listen to first of all do your homework. Okay. Um, Ask for experts. Do your homework. Understand why you're investing. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to your friends. Listen. Find the right advisor. Ask about them to guide you in your investments. Okay. Go to the experts. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to your family. Only listen to your family if they have if they have a proven track record. Okay. You know. Or, you know, and if you're a buyer, 
educate yourself. You know the rules and regulations. If you were to buy, if I if I went to a country that I didn't know, um, the rules and regulations the way I do Dubai. Well, I want to know what the rules and regulations are, don't I? I mean, would I just go to the very first person that shows me a property and says, okay, this is the property, you like it, let's put a deposit, let's go write a contract, give me the money, make a check. Really? Just like that? Mm. No. I want to know who they are. I want to know the rules of the country. I want to check with the Dubai chamber of that country. I want to know what the rules are for buying property in that country. I want to know what my liabilities are. I want to know if there's taxation. I want to know who the reputable companies are. I want to ask for accommodation. You know, educate. Don't just go on a yalla. Let's just yeah. go. We're not going yeah. to buy a kilo of apples. You're going to buy the most important investment of your life. Hmm. Uh, or or another one of you yeah, know yeah. so educate yourself understand the community understand why you're buying um, you know speak to the experts there are a lot of good people that are out there we're one of them and but our zone is not we're not a mass uh, you know we went from the 40 agents when we opened the door in 2005 today we're a very small office and we actually work for our clients uh, that we've worked with over the years yeah. and clients that are recommended to us. Yeah. So we're in the zone of, uh, and then we go and speak to the agents that we, uh, you know, instead of engaging agents, we talk to the agents that are in the zones of where we want to find the property for that client. Yeah. But that's, you come to me as a referral, but what about if you don't know me? How do you find a Laura, a this, a that? You know, some very, there are some fantastic people on uh, on Instagram that, uh, that have some very good agents, very good, ethics, etc. So educate yourself no matter where you are. Understand the laws of the country and don't listen to your friend at a dinner party that's just had a glass of wine or two or if you're on the beach playing basketball or wherever you may be and he says, hey, bro, I think you should buy him whatever. Don't listen to that person. Well, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. You know, yeah. you need to be well guided. Well guided. I think that's um, some great, great advice about uh, educating yourself and finding the the right person and who's credible enough, who has the contacts, who knows, I think, uh, coming back to what you said, who knows Dubai, like, mm -hmm. well, and how the city has moved and where it's probably going to help you make a better informed decision. Like you said, buying a house is not a, it's not a one-off thing. It's a big investment yeah. and it's something that should be taken seriously. And it seriously. could be the most and important investment in your life. Exactly, because that could also be, that could take you to your, your next your, level, your next level. Yeah. exactly, in, yeah. in a couple of years. Uh, and Laura, for my last two questions, um, you've heard the podcast, so you know what's coming. I yeah. wish I wish you hadn't, because I like to catch my guests off. But guard. I didn't, th but I haven't thought about okay, it. So, that's so good. I that's actually good. forgot your question. Okay, so yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. So first of all, looking back, either personally or whether it's your career or so on, what are you most proud of for yourself? I am very proud of myself for um, taking the chance, uh, getting on a plane, coming to a country where I really didn't know anybody, and. Um, and building myself, uh, my credibility and my respectability and my knowledge, I've built, um, I've worked for the best company in Dubai um, when, when I came here and I love them and I have huge respect for them till today. I then went on to open my own real estate company, so that was a huge achievement. I have been through, what is it, two booms and, and one downfall, maybe two. I have built, I founded a technology platform, and I've done all this while I was in Dubai. And yes, I had, um, I have, you know, I'm wonderful parents, and I had great a great mentor here when I came that I wound up working for for eleven years, guided me very well, and uh, 
but I'm very proud of myself because I have, I've made it. I've made it and I, I did that. And I yeah. didn't do it because I did it on my own. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I did it me, Laura. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I have huge uh, respect for myself. And that has really built my character. That has made me a stronger person. Um, and uh, that has showed me that you never know uh, what you're capable of until you face the unknown on your own. Yeah. Really. Right. That's very true. So uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, as you should, and as you should be. And I think um, when you like looking back from where you started and to get on that plane, and mm. here you are now, thirty thirty years later, and to have built what you built and to work for the companies you've worked at, I think just on a personal level, I would feel you know the same way. You know, it's it's hugely gratifying. It uh, is. You know, very I mean? much so. Yeah. You know, that, so. I did that, and here we are today. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And for my last question, Laura, that I ask all my guests, what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today? Um, I would actually say, I want to tell you a little story about that. Okay. Um, I would actually say, if you want to do something, just do it. If you, if you just have the guts and just do it right okay. uh don't be afraid do, you know if somebody tells you no just don't listen to them just do it uh, i'll tell you a little a little, a little story i have a beautiful picture on my in my office uh, uh, with um, me and Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Maktoum. And the story goes as follows. So I was at an exhibition, and I've always had this dream of meeting Sheikh Mohammed, always, since I thought, you know, he's like my ideal, the ideal, I have all his books, and I mm. read them, and, 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 and I wish we could take him and place him and, you know, replicate him for Lebanon. <laughs> but so here I'm at this exhibition at Cityscape, and here comes Sheikh Mohammed. I'm like, oh my God, my heart starts to palpitate. And this is like, and I think, oh my God, I have to meet him. I have to meet him. I have to meet him. And then, then all of the, lo you know, the locals, the nationals that are yeah. behind him is the security. And I recognize two of them. I'm like, talk to him. And they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I have to, you know, I just have to do this. And they're like, no, you can't, you can't. And somebody put their hand out and whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I thought to myself, okay, wait. And I was like, I don't even know where I got the guts to do this. I don't know if I still do it today, but so he walked this way and he went that way. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. Imar's there and Nakhil Stand is there. So I decided to do a bee dive and I went all the way to Nakhil Stand. So when he came to the stand, I was there. Yeah. And I went, Sheikh Mohammed. And he goes, he looked at me and I said, I want to talk to you, but they won't let me. And he goes, who's they? Just like that. I'm like, them. He goes, la, 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 la. I swear to God. And there's still a video with the World Trade Center that I wish I can get my hands on. But George uh, Maurice... Uh, uh, who's uh, who has a real estate school and and uh, he was our he was uh, was a COO of our company. He had a camera in his hand. I was like, take a picture, take a picture, take a picture. And and he, I stood there and he put his arm around me and two other people jumped in the picture and we took a picture. And I looked at those guys. I was like, you see. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have to say anything to anyone, I don't know if I would do that today. Uh, but uh, it, you know, if you really have this burning uh, desire to do something, yeah. I'm still at times I put his book in my bag and I think. But today I have a little. I have more wasta, so mm -hmm. I can actually send the book to someone to sure. But if you really have this burning something that you really want to do at that moment and if somebody tells you no why no you know it can't be done by who by who's who said it can't be done mm. you know if you want to do it just do it yeah. just face it and do it and if you get a no at least you know that you tried right there you go but if you don't try you'll never know so 100. i've got that picture <laughs> <laughs> and there we go there we go yeah. uh, that's an awesome story and i think it perfectly uh rounds up what you're trying to say um and i think a lot of people will especially now with 
COVID and everything, I think a lot, a lot of people have had the time to like sit back and, and think reflect. about, yeah, what do I, like, what's that, like you said, that burning desire that you want to do and to, you know, take that leap. And if you do, yeah. and you know, just try, yeah. doesn't mean it's going to work, doesn't mean yeah. it's not, but yeah. at least but you, you don't try, have, right? you, don't, you don't have any regrets. And yeah. that's something that I resonate with a lot. Yeah. Uh, Laura, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been so much fun. Thank I you, literally Kyrie. knew zero about real estate before this. So at least now I've, learns a lot yeah but Khaled I haven't said anything about real estate that's just the tip of that's just that's just that's just the a little bit of the foundation it's the most it's an incredible industry and uh and I'd love to come back one day and talk to you about statistics and show you what's happening in Dubai so, yeah, yeah I'm sure we will have another yeah. one uh in the future uh Laura if for anyone who wants to connect with you or work with you or where can they find you how they get oh, in touch oh well my my website Shwery uh, C-H-O-U-E-R-I, not E-I-R-I, E-R-I <laughs> hyphen U-A-E.com. And okay. my mobile is out there, 050-whatever. You can find me on my website. And uh, yeah, so definitely give me a call if you need advice somewhere to invest. So just to let you know and let the viewers know that when you go to our website, you'll understand more of what we do because we're not a mass agency. We're very, um, we're, we work very much, as I said, for the buyers. So it's very important for us to have a relationship to, with, yeah. um, with, our, uh, with our potential investors. So there you go, schwery-uae.com. You guys heard it here first. If anyone's looking for real estate advice or looking to invest or buy, you know, Laura's been here and has literally all the answers probably that you're looking for. Uh, guys, to everyone, uh, please follow the podcast and subscribe on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. You know where it is. I uh, hope it helps. And as always, hope it helps. Peace. Thank you. Take care.